Hey guys, it's Michelle Collins. Welcome to the Michelle Collins Show. It's my show and I'm thrilled you're here. We're going to be bringing you episodes every single week with different co-hosts, the same usual nonsense, off-the-cuff humor, news, advice, pop culture. I know it's a novel concept for a podcast, but what can I say? I'm an innovator. That's what I do. You'll be getting episodes every week, but if you want to hear daily episodes, you can head over to my Patreon. That's www.patreon.com slash Mishkal, M-I-C-H-C-O-L-L. I have co-hosts every single day. It's funny. It's loose. It's authentic. I do weekly episodes with my mother. If you're curious as to how someone is made this way, I highly recommend tuning into those and some video content as well, which is exciting. I'm off to contour, but I want you to enjoy this episode. It's fabulous. We adore you and we look forward to seeing you over on the Patreon. One size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at uh1.com. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. If you're looking for plump lips that last, you need to know about Juvederm Lip Fillers. With Juvederm Volbella XC and Juvederm Ultra XC, your lip look, whether it's subtle or bold, can last up to one full year with optimal treatment and no additional maintenance. Find a licensed specialist and see if it's right for you at Juvederm.com today. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Add fullness to lips in adults over 21 with Juvederm Volbella XC or Juvederm Ultra XC. Do not use if you have severe allergies or a history of severe allergic reactions, or if you're allergic to lidocaine or the proteins used in Juvederm. Tell your doctor if you have a history of scarring or taking medicines that decrease the body's immune response or that can prolong bleeding. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. As with all fillers, there's a rare risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. For full important safety information, visit juviderm.com. Forever Dog. You like my outfit today, Dan? Oh, you wow. <laughs> you know, we have it's a very, very go on. No, it's very uh uh Joan what's her name? Collins. Well, yeah, sure. Jo- jo- yeah, what Collins or Rivers? I don't know. Somebody with like big Joan shoulders. Collins, Dynasty baby. Come on, my last yeah, name okay. is Collins, right, right. and you bungled oh. it, and you bungled it. Um, right. I <laughs> Dan signed <laughs> off. Okay, it's just me, I guess. No, hi everybody. I know I put this on because our guest today is someone who I just adore. If I really, you know, when I heard that this guest confirmed. I was genuinely excited. Like we, I'm excited every week. I think actually we've been really killing it as far as like who's been on the podcast, but 
I'm excited because this is someone who I really want to be friends with in real life. And I use this podcast as a way to ingratiate myself into people's personal <laughs> lives. And um, we have the one and only Shangela on the show this week. Um, and Shangela is, you re- you know, I've met a lot of those drag race girls and they're all hilarious and brilliant. They're genuinely probably the most brilliant performers and creative minds. But on a personal level, probably Shangela is my favorite to like just talk to. Do you know what I mean? Like when it comes to just yeah. shooting the shit, because sometimes they're more in performer mode and not like personality mode. You know what I mean by that? Like a genius right, performer. Right, right. Yeah. Shane, Shane's just got it all. So that's going to be, it's just going to be, I think one of the best weeks we have here on Midnight Snack. But until we welcome Shangela, hi, I'm here with Dan Acton. I'm Michelle Collins. Um, you can follow me if you want on Instagram. I've been posting a lot of tweets on the gram lately. That's been a twist. Uh, at Mish Call and Dan is at Dan underscore Acton. If you want to see what we look like. Um, Danny boy, it's been a real week. I've had, you know, last week I had a bad week. I just had bad energy week last week. And right. as you know, I went to Philadelphia over the weekend alone. Incorrect. Yeah. All the windows just broke in my apartment. What just happened? Um, <laughs> wait a minute. All the windows broke. <laughs> so weird. What are these What are these smoke creatures coming in? So I went to Philly by my... <laughs> There's all these smoke creatures in here. What's happening? <laughs> um, I, I had a scarring hotel experience, um, which I, I actually talked about on my serious show. So I've noticed a lot of the uh, podcast reviews. Some people get very bitter weirdly about... <laughs> The fact, like, a lot of comments would be like, no point to this podcast if you listen to Sirius, then they'll give me, like, two stars. And I'm just like, wait, are you a fan? Or what the fuck is wrong with you? Like, it's just really weird. So, like, really, what a weird thing to be, like, angry about. Like, you clearly listen to every minute of the show, so why are you mad that I have more? I don't, whatever. Um, Leave us good reviews. You know, if you like the podcast, I read them. (laughs) Some of them are very funny, though. I'd say almost all of them are incredibly lovely and nice and really make me feel good. So thank you to those people. But, um, I went to a hotel in Philly Friday. I'll make it quick where it was the Sophie tell. I'm going to shout him out because it was such a horrible experience. And I got there. It was valet checked in. Mm -hmm. First, they put me in a room where there was a crying baby across the hallway. And I have to tell you, you could hear it in the room. And the whole point of this weekend Uh, was for me to get away from like noise and stuff. So I didn't even, I didn't even put my bag down. Like I literally closed the door. I could clearly hear the baby. Like it was in the room. And I immediately, Uh, when are you going to see the baby? Immediately turned around, (laughs) went to the lobby. And the guy said, no problem. Put me in a new room, go up to the new room. But because I had already changed rooms, I didn't want to be like true Karen, like nightmare to leave. The room was filthy. The room, like the floor. I didn't tell you the story. No. <laughs> someone had clearly either someone had stayed in the room and like they did a 2% cleaning after that person left. And I'll Ooh. tell you the the mini bar, you know, because of COVID, like there's no um, room service, like all the things that you've come to get used to in a hotel, oh. you don't have anymore. Okay. No maid yeah. service. They won't, you know, they'll send towels up, but, and I was right, completely right, fine right. with that. I, I, anything, I was just happy to be in a yeah. different space. So I was cool with all that. But like, you could see by the front door sneaker marks, not for my shoes, like marks in the dirt in the floor. Like it was very gross. And then the mini bar had like a sticker on it to prove that it like was fresh and the sticker seal was broken and there was a diet Coke removed, which I was like, okay. (laughs) And I wasn't going to say anything. I didn't want to get charged for it, but I was like, wait, wait, yeah, I wasn't going to say anything. So the remote wasn't in like a bag. I noticed in the other room, the remote was like in a Ziploc or something. I was just like, okay, I'm just going to be chill. So I go back downstairs. I ordered a turkey sandwich, go back down to the lobby. And I say to the guy, hey, by the way, oh, 
because I had taken a towel with water in it to like wipe the wood by the front door. If I yeah. show you how dirty this towel is, I'm going to show it to you in the, um, in the MacBook camera. Can you see that? Oh, that's really gross. Black. Yeah. That's, yeah that's... And that's the other side. <laughs> Are you looking at that? Filthy, that? filthy, dirty. So I went downstairs yeah. and I said, Hey, by the way, the room is like a little bit dirty. And I showed him the towel pictures and he went, Oh, here. And he gave me like cleaner and a rag in like the most beautiful Sophie <laughs> shopping bag. I got a rag really? and cleaner. Yeah. And um, I actually, I didn't say anything. See people who are like, Mish always has problems. I didn't say anything. <laughs> I actually said, you know what? It's a different time. I'm, I'm just, you know what I mean? I just wanted to sleep. It was like 1030 at night. I was like, I just got to get yeah, to bed. But Okay. All right. What would you have done? I mean, I, I guess the staff is gone, right? What would I have done? I, like they have to have another room for you. Well, like, I, that's I, what I would have done is ask for another room. Like unless, or yeah, unless they're paying me by the hour to like clean the, the room. Like, well, I just felt I had already changed rooms once. I didn't want to be like a problem like that. So I thought, you know what? I'm just going to suck it up. So I went back at yeah. my mother. I was texting my mom. My mom was like, you're yeah. a fucking idiot for not. You should leave the hotel now. And I said, I can't. It's 1030. Where am I going? So yeah. when I snapped was when I pulled the blankie back and there was a stain on the sheets and I saw a hair and what? I watched and I watch instant hotel <laughs> and I have a picture of that too, by the way. And I watch and it was, I have a picture of the stain. It's not such an obvious stain that if I showed it to you, it looked like a clear on white stain. I don't want to say what I thought it was, but you can pretty much fill in the blanks. So I took a picture of it. Hopefully they weren't blanks. That's a great joke. Anyway, I took a picture. Thank you. <laughs> I'm like, I'm not going to eat my turkey sandwich on a fucking cum stained sheet because I went to college, you know, and I was raised in a home. So I called downstairs and I go and I was like really upset. And this French guy answered oh, yeah, Emily in sure. Paris, Emily in Paris, French guy answered. And he goes, uh, he goes, uh, hello. And I went, there's a stain. I told him and I go, he goes, okay, come down. Oh no. He goes, do you want um, to go with the cleaning person to a new room to inspect it before you take it? And I went, no, I just want to go in a clean room. Like, he's like, do you want to inspect? I said, I don't want to inspect. I just want to go into a room where there's not fucking cum on the sheets. I didn't say that. I'm saying it to you, obviously, you know, cum free, like, and COVID free, ideally. (laughs) So I wait for a half an hour. I'm in my jeans and my pajama shirt. I don't want to eat a turkey sandwich on a stained sheet. I'm sitting in the room and I'm just like, I can't. I can't, and at 30 minutes I waited and I thought, and then I snapped and I said, I have to go down to the lobby because clearly like they're not doing shit and they're like, go let this girl go fuck herself. So I got all my stuff out and I'm waiting for the elevator the doors open. It was the guy who initially checked me in, not wearing a mask, waving me into the elevator going, come in, come in, holding a bunch of rags. I went, hold on a minute Uh, again with the rags. I I think he was coming to clean the room. I don't know what was going on there. And I said, I said, no, I'm not going to come in put your mask on. He goes, no, it's fine. Come in. And I went, no. And I, that's when I was like, I said, that's it. I went downstairs. I was like Robert Downey Jr. in the Iron Man costume. By the time I got to the lobby, I was like, like walking up. I was like, I want my money back now. Like, give me my money. Absolutely. Yes. I was like, I want my money back. I want it all back. I had my turkey sandwich. He was in the guy. I told him the story and he went to Madame. You're right. I'm sorry. Uh, And they were funding my money. And I ended up, but now it's like 11 at night. I have, you know, I packed like, I packed like last second. So I had the Samsonite duffel with me. I mean, I looked, I looked a mess and um, I ended up staying at the nicest hotel where it was like the opposite experience. The room's beautiful. Me and the front desk guy had like a little thing going on. You know, I love flirting (laughs) with front desk boys. It's so fun. And, um, 
And it was the Hotel Monaco. I'll give them a shout out, which is a Kimpton Hotel. But I will tell you that there were all these weddings going on and all these fucking idiot, drunk, frat boys and sorority girls stumbling into the lobby as I'm like trying to just wait for the elevator and go to the room without masks on. And I, it's really like being in a zombie movie. We are living in 28 days later. Yeah, that sucks. And I'm actually convinced that I have, I'm going to get tested Monday, but I really am like, if I got it because I acted like a dumb bitch, even though I did, I did everything normal, but I'm saying, yeah, you did everything normal. Like that's what I would be. I mean, beyond just the like grossness of the, the second room, like, uh, somebody's clearly been in there and like, who, who was it? Did anybody clean it? I feel like they just didn't turn the room. It was like someone clearly made the bed, but whoever my theory is that they're just short staffed. And so whoever was doing the rooms maybe was by themselves and was just like, fuck this. That's what I really think. Um, But anyway, so that was it. Have you ever had a bad hotel experience? Well, it reminded me because like not to bring up another like former job, I've had like a million and I used to work at a super eight overnight. Oh my God. I never knew that in my hometown. Yeah. Yeah. And so I would go into rooms not to do anything like that. I would turn on because Beverly Hillbillies or, or Green Acres was on at 3.30. So I would like leave the front so desk dark. and go into one of the rooms. By the way, you're Green actually Acres. describing my actual worst nightmare. To, to take a break <laughs> from working the front desk at a Super 8 to go watch Green Acres in one of the rooms. If you had to paint a, a Halloween horror flick where what is Mish's worst case scenario... <laughs> It's that, but anyway, continue with your actual life. <laughs> anyway, it's horrible. Um, uh-huh. Yeah, it's horrible. But, but like you know, I, I would even like get up off the bed and smooth it off to make sure that you know, just in yeah, case yeah. anybody came in in the next few hours or like. You know, if I made a glass of water, I'd like wipe out the sink and stuff like that. You have to leave it nice. I'm wondering if something like if that you miss something staff. No, I'm, I'm oh, with the staff. in your situation because it's like basically if it was basically made up, but somebody that's was interesting like careless about it. I wonder. It was filthy, dirty. I mean, when I ran it, when I ran the towel across the surface, it was dirty. Like they just the yeah. room was not nice. And frankly, I thought yeah. that the guys working there were just fucking assholes. So I was like, okay, I guess you yeah. know this ain't gonna work. But I mean, that's I will, really I will. I will say, I like how I said, I did everything normal. Meanwhile, it's like, Mish, going to like a hotel in a pandemic ain't normal. Like get, you know, get it in your head. <laughs> well, but, yeah, yeah, sure. <laughs> but I I had a wonderful time in Philly, by the way. I'd never really spent time there. And um, I found it quite charming. I really did. Yeah. I thought it was a very cute little town. I don't know. Very cheap. I may die, I may oh, die as a result of going there, but I have no regrets otherwise. <laughs> Worth it. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, the weather's been beautiful. Um, yeah, it's beautiful. It's stunning. And I'm just really just trying to get my life together before I turn 40 next summer. I mean, <laughs> is that going to happen for me ever? Will I ever? Uh, I had a realization yeah. today that I don't want children. I, it hit me today. I was like, I don't think I want to oh, have sure. kids. Yeah. You're like 100%. I'm like a baby 100%. brain. I'm, I'm not 100%. No. I'm at, if, like, you, if you met somebody that you were totally into and they... If I got Axe Pregs, if I got Axe Pregs, (laughs) yeah, I made it obviously clearly a joke where uh, because of Amy Coney Barrett's um, uh, nomination, 
or, you know, their hearings, I was like, sure. I almost want to get like a spiteful abortion, like just to like spite Republicans. <laughs> I just, just, you to, know, just to get one in. Just, just to, to get, get one. one just to get one while I can. Yeah. While I can. I've yeah. never gotten yeah. one. Um, I don't yeah, judge people who it. have, but you know what I'm saying? It was clearly meant as a, a just, mild, controversial joke. Right. And then some yeah. like right wing lady who listens was just like, Ugh. and I was like, oh, is this what Howard <sighs> Stern feels like? What a wonderful feeling to rile people up like that. I should do it every day. Like, <laughs> Like it's so fun. Yeah, I was gonna say I'm just gonna get married to piss her off, but uh, I know you yeah, better hurry up before they yeah, overturn Obergfell. Why did he have to have that last name? That's what I'd like to know. Of all the names, Obergfell <laughs> doesn't roll off the tongue. I'll tell you that much. But anyway, really in, inconsiderate. Yeah, <laughs> really inconsiderate. Like, oh my god. Um, okay, now this is really funny, Dan, because you know I, I always like to do a little advice, a little. I just like to find some stuff. And, you know, our producer, Tracy, always finds good advice questions or just etiquette questions. So this week, given that we're talking on the topics of hotels, why do I feel so professional as I'm talking right now? I feel like I'm in real, (laughs) right? It's very, yeah. (laughs) So this is from the Toronto Life, something called the Urban Diplomat. (laughs) Did someone say my name? Okay. (laughs) (laughs) The title is, and this is tying into our hotel room question. Do couples have a right to better rooms? Now, as someone who often travels single uh, or with a girlfriend, you know what I mean? Where we'll either get yeah. different rooms or like with my friend Allie, who I'm actually having dinner with tonight. Allie looks like my daughter, though. She's like two feet tall. You know what I mean? We often share a room because I've also known her for 20 years. Um And I will say that when I am with her, I do like having a bigger room because obviously we have twice as much stuff. So you know, or with any friend traveling and staying in the same room. So here's the question. I recently returned from a weekend trip with three couples and my cousin. It sounds like fun. The Airbnb. Okay. This is an Airbnb. Oh, this is a good question because it actually also ties into so many of my favorite things in the world, which I'll mention in a moment. (laughs) The Airbnb had three rooms with king size beds, plus another room with bunks. LOL. When we checked in, the couples automatically took the bigger rooms. While my cousin, who is six foot five and I, got stuck with the bunk beds. That makes sense, by the way. I absolutely agree. Well, okay. Yeah. Well, and I'm yeah. six foot one, but I'm sorry, you're not going to make a couple sleep in a bunk bed. Anybody who watches Below Deck, you know, this is, I will say this well, absolutely, this is unfortunately the way it works. I think of it the other way is like you're not going to force two cousins to sleep in the same bed. Well, that's also right. It's like they're they're not yeah. a couple. It's just weird. Like what to be like, do you want guys yeah. want the king? Kind of what kind of yeah. weekend is this? You know what I mean? Right. Uh being wow. six foot five sucks, but you know what? I've slept in small beds. You can still make it work on a bunk. It's called curling the fuck up. Okay. So anywho, it says we get stuck with the bunk beds. And even though even though everyone paid the same amount for the rental, I hid my anger for the entire trip. Do couples have a right to better rooms? <laughs> Listen. Uh, I will say ahead. this. I will say, what are you yeah. laughing about? No, I'm just thinking about like the six foot five. That's tough for a bunk Listen, bed. That's I'm not, for like a child. I'm not going to lie to you. I, I have to see the bunk. First of all, in order to yeah. debunk the bunk, I must see the bunk. Um, <clears throat> I, <Yeah>. sorry. <laughs> Ooh, something in my throat. Um, <laughs> bunky Brewster. Ah, <sighs> I, I don't know. I, I have to side with the couples. It's a, it's an unfortunate situation is what it real, really boils down to. 
Okay. But the truth is they should have gotten an Airbnb with four king size beds. That would have been ideal. Well, yeah, of course. I don't know. But the word is like automatically. They automatically went into the nicer room. I think there should have been discussion offer. Well, like an offer just to be nice. I don't know. I well, let me tell you something. Who answered this? Someone there's an anonymous person. That's the urban diplomat answers this. Maybe mm-hmm. I'm like secretly writing a column in Toronto without even knowing it. Um, <laughs> is this the UN? Or what? Yeah. <laughs> Here's the answer. <laughs> oh, what I was going to say, though, is that my favorite moment on any show, on any reality show, when it comes to the real world, um, I think it used to be in Big Brother, certainly on Real Housewives, whenever they go on vacation, um, oh. is room picking. When uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. the real world room picking, those first episodes were like the someone would get there first and then run through the whole house to find the room. It was like supermarket sweep for, for yeah. rooms. It was so fun. It's like, and frankly, I love the fights that people get into over rooms. That shit fuels my shit. Like, I like it. I love arguing about it. Um, listen, when I was uh, studying abroad and, and me being tall, there was uh, a girl who was in my suite who was almost my height and like much heavier than I was. And somehow I still got the biggest room and I don't know how that happened, but I will tell you Mm -hmm. I paid more, but I, but I will. (laughs) 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 Let me, let me add the the fickle finger of fate. (laughs) Well, no, you know how that worked out actually, because the, uh, the big girl was friends with four girls in the house. So one girl, Marcy, who was like my only friend in that house, she got like the maid's quarter. So she had a twin bed, but it was her own room. And then the other two girls were like best friends. So they had a room together. Mm -hmm. So that's how that kind of worked out where, and then, and I admit I did get the best room. I did pay more though, but I mean, it was so cheap. I had the best room (laughs) in the house. It fills me with joy. Okay. Here's what the urban diplomat has to say. I promise I'm not a bad person. I do feel like that story really (laughs) makes me look like a bad person, but I do. If I have the option of having, a nicer room yes i'm going to take it i mean i think everyone <laughs> look with the hotel exactly. story yeah. with the hotel story i said i was trying not to do that you know i was really trying to be relaxed no you're being normal yeah but i'm sorry yes i do you know the hungarian thing we actually i believe <laughs> we actually if i'm not mistaken flipped a coin is how i ended up getting the room something happened there was like a oh, fair that's totally fine then. Yeah, yeah, yeah there was yeah, a yeah. fair shake like it wasn't just me storming in there was some sort of flipping and i won it felt so fucking good when I won that room. Oh my god! I'm like, I'm hard. I'm hard thinking about. It. I had the night a king size IKEA bed. I had a bare fucking fur rug in that room. That was that's oh Eastern Europe, baby. We had the best time. And, right? you're, and you're you have a competitive streak, which I really like. I really do. When, yeah. Oh yeah. Remember when we were playing that game over like computers where you like draw? It was like Pictionary yes. or something. Go on. And you were like, what is that supposed to be? And it was like bridge over troubled water or whatever. (laughs) How is that a bridge? Like, I don't know. I was like doing my best. (laughs) I am very competitive. I'm I'm a no joke competitor. I I really get, I really get, when I was on flea market flip, I don't think Gilbert Gottfried can look me in the eyes anymore. I know his wife won't. His wife um, will not. (laughs) He might. He was nice. His wife and I did not end on the best of terms because guess what? We won, bitch. We won our five fucking grand, bitch. Sorry, Mrs. Gottfried. But this bitch beat you by five fucking dollars. And if you missed it, big mistake. And by the way, she thought she was a shoe in. Uh Uh-uh. The shoe was out. (laughs) The shoe is out. (laughs) I'll kill her. We were not the best of friends. All right. Here was the answer. It sucks. Well, I could talk about flea. I actually feel like excited thinking about 
getting competitive about something. I wish I was a better athlete. That's why I think I would have been a great tennis player if I would have been steered in that direction as a young girl. Because I really think that you combine. I really, really need to win. Like, I really need to. It's not an option for me. And uh, and with my height and my my skeleton, you know, and the fact that I basically am like a fat Serena Williams, I feel like I would have (laughs) had. I would have because I her and I have similar bodies, except I just don't exercise. Like, I feel like if I really worked out a lot, I would have her big ass, strong arms. You know, it's it's genetically who I am. I really think I would have been a fucking powerhouse. I mean, Uh, too late now. Got them bad knees and that plantar fasciitis. Not too late. Damn. (laughs) Here's what the urban. Here's what the urban diplomat has to say. It sucks that you got shafted on the accommodations, but and this might be an overstep. (laughs) This is very urban. It sucks that you got shafted. (laughs) (laughs) He's the urban diplomat. I'm going to start reading this. Tracy, thank you for finding this. Do you really want to sleep? In a bed with your cousin? Yeah, that's what we'd like to know. Your very tall cousin? Yeah. You want to fuck your cousin? This is, if I were the urban, like, here's what I want to, do you want to fuck your cousin? Is that what this is about? Because that's a different column, babe. I'm Dennis Miller now. Okay. It sounds like the bed divisions were an intuitive decision. The couple share a bed every night. You and your cousin presumably do not. If you all travel together regularly, stay mum. Hmm. Until the next Airbnb excursion, and then make sure all the rooms are adult-sized. Exactly. That's a good idea. Wait, can I do one more, please? One more that's funny. I know this is going to be the longest week ever. I'm already, I'm like, I'm already dying. This is from Miss Manners. Dan, are you ready? Yeah. The title is, is there a polite way to ask my loved ones to let me keep parts of their body after they die? (laughs) (laughs) That's our show, guys. Thank you so much for joining us. I am, I am, my lips, they can keep my lips because they're off my body because I can't <laughs> believe what I just read. Okay. And by the way, and Miss Manners, who is to me like 700 years old, like the mother in Psycho yeah. spinning around in a chair in a wig. It's like, you're going to ask that to Miss Manners? <laughs> Take it. <laughs> That's very much dance type. Scally in a W in Psyche. <laughs> Dear Miss Manzies. I am of an unorthodox religious persuasion, Satanist, which holds the belief that the dead may be contacted. Wow, this is interesting. I wonder what religion that is. It has to be some sort of witchy something. Uh, And that there are various aids to this process. Anything tied to the dead person may be used, although the more intimately tied... I'm already... um, My eyeballs are out. (laughs) The easier it is to establish the connection. Can I have your dick? (laughs) <laughs> can, I, can I just have your dick after you fucking die? Is that fine, Dan? <laughs> the most intimate items, of course, would be segments of the deceased's own body. Oh, I see. So they're, they're saying you could have like an old button. You know, I always go to buttons because of Teresa Caputo. She always goes, you know, every time she meets someone, she goes, um, I'm so sorry. Uh, she moves, rubs her lips together. She goes, did he like buttons? Did he like, I've never liked buttons. <laughs> Let me tell you right now, if I die and you run into the Long Island medium and she says the word buttons, leave the room. I have never admired a button ever. I like, yeah, maybe like a nice gold button, but I've never collected buttons. I you toss like them. a big jar, a big jar of buttons. Ugh, no, beautiful. 
A big jar of buttons? God. So com- so comforting. Did they have one at the front desk of the Super 8? Because you're just painting this picture of my actual fucking worst nightmare. Okay, wait. So then, is there a polite way to make it clear to a loved one that you hope when they pass on to inherit some part of them? I racked my brain on this one and even done some research and I am failing to come up with anything. I mean, this is insane. I suspect that if any rules apply, they would be the same that concern making it clear to a loved one that you hope to inherit any specific item. Meaning like after you die, can I get your car? I'm thinking, right? right Which is to say it's right. just rude to ask. Yeah. But I think in this case, it's something not likely to enter most people's minds. Yeah. <laughs> I would also like to make it clear that I wouldn't be making this request to say anyone who may believe that it's necessary to their, this is, this sentence is insane. I have to read this again. I would also like to make it clear that I wouldn't be making this request to say anyone who may believe that it's necessary to the resurrection that their corpse remain intact. Oh, that's interesting. Oh I see. God. That's like all super right. religious shit. Okay. No, but they're, that's they're like all like indifferent. Yeah. They're just like, rather I would be asking friends and family who are, for instance, Buddhist or atheist and therefore not likely to be, but yeah, but I have so many thoughts on this overly concerned <laughs> with what becomes of their physical remains or co-religionists who may be sympathetic to my inquiry, but still distressed at conversations involving their own mortality. Can we lock this person up? Can we find this person and take them and lock them the <laughs> fuck up? Put this person away. Miss Manners, call, call the authorities <laughs> on this person. This is the craziest <laughs> thing I've ever read. First of all, first of all, what? How, are, <laughs> what? how are they going to do it? And by the way, can I say something? Can I say something? Yeah. If the person is still living, here's the thing. If it yeah. was like a grandmother from 50 years ago who maybe you barely knew, I could see being yeah. like, can I get grandmama's like old collar, her lace thing so I can like maybe. Sure, whatever. If the person's alive, ask them what you want to ask them now. Why do you need a part of yeah. their body? They're here. <laughs> what do you yeah, want right. to know? That's that's the that's the answer that's the answer <laughs> that's what the you, answer what do you want i'm here i don't want to give you my finger what do you need to know from me now <laughs> what is your question what is it this is crazy or do you just want to collect dead people's body parts which is what it sounds like to me if it's a lock yeah, okay. of hair i would be freaked out but i would be willing to give it over yeah, hair sure. fine i mean and if they're cremated or something, they could probably arrange to have like a little yeah, ash a little ash. I mean, I but know. that's not what they want. They want. It sounds to me like they want something uh, like like a cartilage kind of thing. Oh, cartilage! So yeah. I was thinking lobes. Immediately went to lobes. Lobes. Oh, that would be yeah. If it was somebody that you really cared about, like what would you? What well, I you want? Take this that's or what would, you, what would you offer up if somebody mm, asked you? Teeth. Teeth. They don't rot. Those, those are like violently, but you have to really like pull them out. After they're dead, yeah. you can take my teeth. Yeah, I guess. It's all right. I've got right. a crown. Netflix is the Deal. temporary yeah. crown. <laughs> um, <laughs> this is no, but this is like literally the uh, the work of someone who is mentally fucking sick. If anybody yes. ever asked me, and this is not religion shaming. This is also the fact that they would go, okay, I would consider myself agnostic. Like I'm culturally Jewish. I, but I'm not religious in that way, but I do believe in something. I just don't know what, like I'm sort of in that space. Like I do thank yeah. God as an example. I do sometimes think that there are like spirits watching over me sometimes. Like I almost got hit by a car a couple weeks ago. And when I tell you that I was this close to dying, I, this is not a joke. I was walking yeah. down a hundredth street and a car came zooming out of a garage opening, like a car garage without breaking. And I was just, I had my headphones in. And when I tell you yeah. that like the mirror nearly hit me, I mean, I couldn't believe mm. it. 
believe it. And, but I, I thought to myself, God, like one more step. And I would have a hundred percent at the very least been in the hospital. And like, I had a thought, I was like, someone is watching over me right now. Like that, that yeah, felt yeah. different. I don't know. Um, cause it just was so close, but I still am not religious in that way. If somebody asked me for my body parts, I'd be like, sweetheart, <laughs> sit down with me. We need to talk. This is madness. Would you be willing to give a body part away? I don't know how it happens, though. Is it well? Is it is it different from like organ donation? I that's what I'm saying. I like, feel like if it's hair or like teeth, like, I wish they would specify what they want. Yeah, this sounds like they want to take a cleaver and like get your your finger or something. Yes, get a pinky. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, I don't know. What did Miss Manners do when she read this letter? I can't even imagine. Let's read her answer. It's just like a long, long, like barf noise. <laughs> yeah, hold on. Um, gentle reader. <laughs> That's the answer. That's so weird. I can't believe I read it phonetically perfect. Um, gentle reader, what did you have in mind? Mind if I borrow your eyeballs when you croak? <laughs> That's funny. She is funny, yeah. <laughs> no, she, that is funny. Croak is a funny word. I croak is a word I never use, and it's actually probably the funniest word for dying. Miss Manners is afraid that she's unable to help find a polite way to say this, as there is a reason it never entered anyone's minds. If you truly think that certain family members or friends might be amenable to it, she supposes. Why is she speaking in third person? Is she like, is she dead? She supposes that you could ease into the conversation by telling them of your beliefs and asking their. I thought it's a genital. Asking their for their genitals. Asking their general <laughs> thoughts on organ donation. <laughs> hey, um, do you mind to have a second? So I'm part of this crazy. I know I'm. I'm part of this like mm, crazy religion, and I just always have cared for you so much. Can I have your genitals? <laughs> anyway, um, if they're squeamish about that, then you can reasonably be certain that they will not want their body parts used to get a call from you in the afterlife. <laughs> That's the whole answer. That's the right answer. These people are sick. I, I genuinely can't believe I just read that. That is like, what are people doing? Oh, brother. Oh, Dan. Dan, which part of me would you want? Uh, I would take like a finger. That would be nice. Like a really My manicured I have beautiful finger. fingers. Yeah. And like Look. a like a Beauty and the Beast, like rose, like gold dome or glass. What do you call you those? Sh- cloche. Yeah. It's a cloche. <gasps> Cloche encounters of the third kind. Listener, a, listener, a cloche call. <laughs> such a cloche call. Listener, you won't understand why this means a lot to me, but this is the perfect transition into our celebrity guest, who is Shangela, because um, we I talked to Shangela earlier today, and you're going to hear it now, but I could not remember what the name of that thing is. So it's so funny that you actually thought of that, Dan. It's like, that's see, that's my right. angel coming through. Um, <laughs> but uh, let's, Dan, you know, I adore you. Thank you for, for doing the show. Thank you for having me. Every week I say thanks. I just love Dan. And ladies and gentlemen, prepare yourself because I can guarantee you this is one of the best guests we've had on. You're not ready for Shangela. See, now I look human. You look stunning. I can't take it. You are human, you sexy Ah, doll. That's the name of the episode. I am human. uh, Go on. You are giving me very uh, Kelly Clarkson at the hosting the BB. What are they called? BBMAs, the Billboard Music. Oh yeah, did that? she BBMA? wear? Yeah, like a bank. Did she wear this big old sleeve? Every look. I don't know what who told her or if she said, you know, no, I'm wearing black and rhinestone all night. So they gave her like eight different looks, and every at least every time I turned and looked at the TV, she was in a different dress 
all black rhinestones. Can I say this before I introduce you about Kelly Clarkson, who obviously I love. I'm sure you're a fan. It's if you don't like Kelly, look within because she's perfect. But I got to say this. I got to say this. I watch her show every now and again on NBC. She's like the anti-Ellen because she actually is nice. Anytime I've ever interviewed her, she's sweet. You know, I think she has a good heart. (laughs) Whoever her stylists are, I'm saying this as her friend. Shanji, look at me. Shanji's looking in the camera. I feel like we're connecting right now. Shanji, whoever is her stylist needs to seek help. Every episode, it's a, and she's a short girl. She's got curves, you know. They put her in that floor length dress, belted it right under the boobs every episode. And it's not only getting old, it's just unflattering on her. I don't get it. Do you know what it is? Uh, I feel like, because I've worked with a number of people who sometimes, especially, you know, in the fashion world, they get one look that they feel comfortable in and they don't want to go anywhere else other than that. You know, I'm guilty of it, too. Shangela loves, baby, put me in sweetheart cut. Put me in asymmetrical. Let my little clavicle be out on one side. <laughs> Please don't cover me top of the neck all the way. To the, I'm short. I need to look long. Please, you know, I need a, a cinched waist. I, I can't be in something that doesn't show a waist or a little bit of skin anywhere right. else. I will just look like one of the Smurfs. See, and so, so funny. Uh, I think, I feel like she probably is in that room like, no, no, I know what works for me. Give me that buckle. Give me that belt. Give me that dress right there and let me go do my job. Every day. You know, we're so different physically, you and I. We could not be more different. You you announced every look on me that looks horrendous. Mermaid on me. You put me in a mermaid gown and I look like a, a grimace. I'm trying to think of what I look like because I have such a big ass and I'm broad shouldered. I've got shape. But you put me in a mermaid. Yes, I have sex. I have a lot of shape, but the mermaids are bad. Trumpets, like every time I watch Say Yes to the Dress and I see these size zero girls coming in and they all want that trumpet mermaid and I'm over it. I need people to also stop buying those dresses except for you and also asymmetrical on me. <laughs> I can't do... Women with huge breasts like myself, I say it like Julia Roberts in uh, Notting Hill, breasts, we can't do an asymmetrical top. Because if I have a shoulder out, I can't wear a bra and you get one high, one low. Like literally, if I take the strap down, it's a mess. So I, we should just. I hear you. It's hard. How tall are you? Well, I can't do that three quarter length sleeve. Oh. See, I don't have very long arms. So some people can do where the sleeve stops like halfway below yes. the elbow. Mm-mm, mm-mm. Baby, just either cut it all off or because I'm also a man who gives the illusion of, you know, this femininity when I'm in drag. So you can't put me in that chop tank top yeah. kind of cut uh, because I just look like Serena Williams' arms. Like, I've been playing every round of Wimbledon, honey, and just smacking the ball. That's how I, just, Wait, I look by like the a way, ball smacker. Same. Just very ball smacker. Same. I, it's so funny. Same. Even though I'm a woman, I also, I have, you know, look how puffy these sleeves are. I have, I have very strong biceps, even though I've literally never exercised in my life. And if you put me in that... There are certain looks that if you put me in, I look like a guard at a women's prison. Like there's, I'll tell you what it is. Okay. <laughs> like a, come on, oranges, oh, oranges. Uh, that's me. Uh, and I don't know what color I am, but it's like the, the, co- any collared button down, like any work, any fitted button down. I look like Janet Reno's ghost, any tank top, eraser back on me. Eraser back. You you'll race her back to the store to return it. And you can write that one down, Chan. That's for you. You can't I can't put it. Well, that Thank was a good you. one. 
I can't wear it because I'm a strong shouldered girl and I'm a tall woman. I'm six foot one. So it's like you can't, you know, from far away, people think I'm a man. Like it's, you know, only when I get closer and they see the eyeliner, are they like, okay, we think. But like if I go to get salad and the person doesn't look up, they go, what can I get for you, sir? You know, if they don't see the face, always. Oh, baby. Don't be me in the drive-thru. They'd be like, is that all for you, ma'am? And I'm over here doing a baritone for them. (laughs) Hello, I would like to have a two-piece, a two-piece with a side biscuit. Girl, okay, ma'am, is there anything else? Pull forward, please, miss. Oh, okay, girl, just let it be. And, you know, I used to get annoyed by it, but now I just soak it up. I say, oh, well, that's just what it's going to be. I know, I like my big skeleton. I will say one, one. I love your skeleton, too. And since we're on that issue, I got to throw one more in there. I had to throw one more faux pas for me in. And a lot of drag queens, we run into this, too. We don't have real breasts. A lot of drag entertainers. Some do, but a lot don't. And if you make me something that is cut straight across the front, it's made to give, you know, a lot of girls, they can draw on and shade the boobs or they wear the boobs for queens or whatever. You're like, oh, but if you don't have that, a straight across, no matter how much of a you know, push, I think I'm giving. I have to have the illusion. In my costumes, you'll notice a lot of times it has this either a sweetheart cut or it's a diamond cut down the middle to give the illusion of there's going to be some cleave there. Otherwise, if you give me that straight across uh, 90 degree, baby, it's not looking uh, you like You know, it. I have looking. to tell you that it's, I think this is the first time I've ever literally met my human physical complete opposite. Like everything you're saying, this is crazy. <laughs> everything you're saying, I'm like, I can't wear you and I will never go to like a bridal sale and pull the same gown out of each other's hands forgetting even the fact that I'm just like much bigger than you are but I if I do because I'm a so we won't be Anne Hathaway and Kate Hudson in Uh, Broad Wars you and I we will be on the opposite ends we're good corona shoppers we'll never be within six feet of each other on a rack because you'll be in the size twos (laughs) I'll be in the 14s and up and that straight, I can't do a sweetheart. If you put me in a sweetheart, I look like, I have to tell you something, and there are a lot of women who love this look. I don't include myself in them. There's like, a, do you know mod cloth? Have you ever shopped for dresses on mod cloth? Do you know the vibe? I don't know the site. When you say mod cloth to me, I think of like a 60s. I think of like Heather Graham in like mod clothing, like Sienna Miller in Factory Okay, Girl. that's beyond chic. Mod cloth is like 1940s. <laughs> boogie woogie bugle boy like that girls who have short bangs and to all the ladies with short bangs listening i accept you and i love you it doesn't work for me as an aesthetic but i accept you and i know a lot of women love that look you know where it's i can't but they love a sweetheart that whole style every dress on mod cloth will somehow shovel a sweetheart neck down your throat and as someone with massive breasts i need that straight across because it you know, I like the Amadeus moment where it pushes the cleave crack into my chin, you know, where you get the, where I, I can't, yes. I oh love my God, that. I live for that. I'll never have it. You'll never- <laughs> I'll never have it. You know what? what? All of my great girlfriends from like, uh, my, who are like my sisters, Shamanda, who I took to homecoming, uh, Miss Sonica, who is my best friend through all of high school. And we went to prom together. I'll never forget her prom dress. She kept saying, when we look back at the pictures, I thought she looked gorgeous. She kept going, I had double boob. Oh. And I'm like, what is double boob? Because she wanted to have the strapless look, but the bra cut in the middle of her big oh, no. titties. 
So it was like one titty on top and mm-hmm. one titty below. So she was like, we call it poodling. Poodle. We I call it poodling. It. When you have the multiple breasts just stacked on top of each other, you're, you're in a full poodle moment. There's nothing pretty about it. I've had it. You're, you're like reminding me I'm breaking out like full thriller contact lenses. Cause you're bringing me back to my darkest moments of also, what about sometimes you buy a dress? You wouldn't know from this because you've never dealt with this, but like, where they don't cut I buy dresses well no but for the boob room where they don't cut enough come on Shanta and you know I haven't even introduced you don't think I've forgotten you're getting the introduction but I mean we (laughs) when we start too strong I'm like I don't care about introductions I'll do it after it's it's fine no No, this is an incognito show I'm living they don't know me You get no press out of it. I'm like, well, it's been a great time. Thanks so much. We'll see you guys next week. No, if they don't cut enough boob room, then what ends up happening is it flattens you. That's the pancaking where the roundness, which you can clearly see here. I'm in a good bra for you, by the way, flattens. And then it spills up. It looks it looks like someone with a flat ass in the front, like a flat front ass here. And I'm very grateful to have breasts. I actually, you know, I complain about things on my body. You'll really never hear me complain about my rack. Like I, I genuinely, would I like them to be a little smaller, a little higher maybe, but in the scheme of life, like I, I think I look good topless. I'm happy with it. See, but you'll never run into this. You'll never run into this. I, I I respect that, and I hear you. And I'm gonna be on the on the watch for it. Now I'm gonna be like, oh, they should have put more titty space in there for that girl. But you know what? When I'm buying, like, say, a sweetheart cut yeah. outfit, sometimes they have to cut the dress. It will fit me. The size will fit me. But they've cut the breast cup so small that my insert titties, the little biscuits that I have cut out of foam, will rise above the top. So now you're showcasing all my foam titty, and I just want to look cute in the dress. I'm trying to stuff my titty down into the dress so that you don't see that I'm giving the illusion. You need to make a list of dresses that don't accept your foam titties because I want to (laughs) know. Because for whether you have foam or flesh ones, those brands need to be absolutely called out because women, and you know, there are girls who I to my small breasted girls shout out to them too to the short bang girls we love we you. love you we're just different we're, we're we just different you. and it's yes, okay um but I've never bought uh, a padded bra in my life can you believe that I think once I did and I looked like the milking ladies in Mad Max like I just looked like oh, <laughs> it, oh. It, didn't, it didn't compliment <laughs> me at all well she's a dairy queen yeah. <laughs> they turned me over and nothing fell out <laughs> Can I introduce you like a real lady? Because I just, when I heard that you were booked, I I yelped in just absolute joy and delight because you're one of my favorite people to work with in person. And we, I have had the joy of working with you, um, but also to know and to interview and talk to. I mean, obviously you broke through on RuPaul's Drag Race. Like that was the sort of hoisting moment for you. Uh you are on the show on HBO. We are here. That's phenomenal and so important. I think that was the last time I spoke to you on Sirius when you were promoting that. You have a new you have yes. a new podcast. If anyone deserves a podcast, like cancel me, listener. Cancel me. And sub- I'm telling you, stop <laughs> listening to me and listen to, to Shanj. Uh, it's a new podcast called Hallelujah Happy Hour on Spotify. Get that money, Shanj. I'm proud of you for that. 
Thank you. I'm going to tell you, I am so thrilled. First of all, let me say thank you for having me here with you. It's like our reunion and I'm living uh, for this. We did, uh, maybe people don't know, most will, uh, (laughs) that we were together on a, at a logo, like spot, special thing for Thanksgiving, I believe. And I remember it was me, you, Ginger Minj. Mateo Lane. um, Robbie. Yes. Yes. Mm -hmm. Yes. We had a great time at that table. And that's when I think we had the... We really reconnected in that moment. And I've always been a fan of yours and oh watched gosh, the different places that you continue to go and grow. Thank you. And so thank you for having me here, girl. And also thank you. Yeah. And being a part of Drag Race really was uh, a blessing for me in so many ways. I had just started drag. I'd just been doing drag for five months. I'd only done it wow. 10 times, 10 times before they invited me to audition and be a part of the cast of season two. Now that was back in what, 2010? Wow. A lifetime ago. And so, you know, fast forward a decade and here we are and I'm still pushing and and, um, went back on the show. Not once, not twice, but three times. Never got a crown. But you know what? I got a career, bitch. I got a career. You're the Jennifer Hudson. You're the Jennifer Hudson of Drag Race in my in my book. Don't make me start. I will sing like Effie. (laughs) (laughs) I'll do the whole thing. I'll be Curtis. I'll be Curtis. I'll be other Michelle, the new girl. I'll be, I know all of uh, Laurel. I'll do, you know, I know all of Dream Girls by heart. So don't start with me. Come on. Oh my God. Don't, Dream Girls has always been one of, ask any of my yeah. friends who know me well, Dream Girls is like my getting in drag song. I have to have my face timed from when they start with that music. I love When it. that starts to the very end when she says, um, every man has his own special dream. That Ugh. until the, the I have final chills, dream, by the way. honey. My face can be done. It can be done. And you know, I met Jennifer. Tell Hudson me everything. Just this past year in mm. person at Tyler Perry's studio <gasps> opening. It was in October last year in Atlanta. Honey, everybody black Hollywood. Everybody who was famous and black from Hollywood. If you wanted to blow up black Hollywood, you should have blown no. up uh, <laughs> Tyler Perry's studio. No. Because baby, everybody was there from Oprah to uh, I know Beyonce, Whoopi was there. Jay-Z, Whoopi, for sure. Whoopi. The Clintons. Yeah. The Clintons. Jennifer Lewis. Everybody legendarily black Cicely Tyson okay Jennifer Hudson and I met Jen randomly I've always like she's my getting ready in the morning you know how you have music that you get you going in the shower that you sing along to well Demi Lovato is a big part of that because she hits the I like to belt in the shower right and so it's like Broadway stuff it's Demi Lovato and it's Jennifer Hudson and but I never met her in person and when I tell you she's saying the impossible dream <gasps> randomly, like Tyler's up there giving an inspirational speech and he goes, and to open the studio, please welcome Oscar award winning Miss Jennifer Hudson. And I turn around because the spot I was standing at, I turn around, baby, there she was in a fuchsia gown, Jennifer I- I'm Hudson. I'm freaking. And she sang the impossible dream. And on the last note, the doors, by, you know, it's Tyler Perry, so it was big and grand <laughs> and over the top. The doors behind her opened and there was a you know, football stadium size red carpet going down between all the brand new sound stages that were being dedicated to all these amazing black icons and legends. And as we continue to walk down the, no, now Tyler grabs hands with Jennifer Hudson, one hand with Jennifer Hudson, one hand with Cicely Tyson. If you watch the, uh, uh, Emmys recently, they honored Tyler Perry, so they showed like a real package, and he was there. And guess who was in the frame with him, walking <laughs> right in between, behind him and Jennifer, and telling people, "Don't step on that woman's train. Do not step on her fuchsia gown." 
It was me. It was oh me, girl. my God. So anyhow, yeah. I met her the next day at brunch. I, I can tell you many stories. I can tell you many, but it was phenomenal. She was so sweet and amazing. She is someone who I look at. And I remember when she was on Idol, because that was when Idol was still good. Like before they started having not to, mm-hmm. again, not to offend anyone, but before these country people started winning. The second a country person won, I was done. I was like, um, I can't watch this. This is not a pop show. Country is different. Not shading the genre, just not my style, you know? But it was it I was the it. season of Latoya London, like those the yes. Latoya who, by the way, yes, it was Latoya, Fantasia, mm. Jennifer. Those were the three black actresses, the black divas that were in there, and they were turning phenomenal it out. I will phenomenal. Never- Latoya yeah. is someone who I actually got into a fight with a dear friend recently because um, we were drunk, and that was the whole story. Anyway, no, we were just drunk. No, but we were talking <laughs> about Latoya, and I said he, she is someone who I have like the idol versions of her Someone Saved My Life Tonight and all of these songs that she sang on Idol, and I don't know if she's had a career. Like, you look, I mean, J-Hud obviously has just exploded. Like, forgetting even Dreamgirls, it could have ended with Dreamgirls. You know, you look at Monique. Monique won an Oscar for Precious, and Monique is her own icon 100%. But I feel like J-Hud kept that train going. Like, she was hosting The Voice and all these other things and killing it. Um, Have you met Fantasia? Because... Ooh, you are playing with me because you know that's my other I, fa- one of my favorite divas that I have never wow. met. Number one, and I want to, I want to see. I would pay money to go to a Fantasia. I will pay money. Let me change that. I will pay money to go to a Fantasia concert and listen to her because she is the girl that kicks off her yes. shoes. I watch her. She is sweating. She is singing. She is coming down to the audience. She is just. She's in it, and you feel like. You know, I grew up in a Southern Baptist home in Paris, Texas, and that kind of churchy soul, rock soul, like a Tina Turner. When I when she did for Patti LaBelle, I don't know if you ever saw this. You got to go to YouTube and look this up if you have not seen it. Uh, the NAACP Image Awards honored Patti LaBelle one year, and they had Fantasia perform Lady Marmalade for her. Oh, honey, I, I me, baby, I play that track. <laughs> I play that track. I do that track. I live for that track. When she's like, Freak! now, I, you know, Fantasia, you know, you saw the Lifetime special. Oh, dead. Fantasia ain't speaking no damn French, okay? She ain't speaking. But she can sing, so she just kept going, get, 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 Yeah! Miss Patty, I love you, Patty. Get, 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 Shit in my pants watching you. What a gift to watch you do your Fantasia right now. I feel like I, oh my God, that is absolutely hilarious. Thinking of her, I interviewed her once a hundred years ago. This is why I love Fantasia, by the way. I, I've also interviewed J-Hud. I'll tell you both stories quickly. One, if I tell you my J-Hud story, you might and this podcast early. That's my biggest fear if, that you're just like, I'm done. I'm no, done. I'm going to let you do because you know, everybody gets a little Hollywood every now and then. You never know. Somebody may be having a good, bad day. No, no, no. She was, she I was very nice. I was the animal. She was really nice. Um, I, as <gasps> what did well, you no, do to J-Hud? I, you know, I always think I'm funny. That's a problem. Cause sometimes you're just not funny. You know, sometimes <laughs> a bitch ain't funny and that's me. And I said, Jennifer, well, today you are funny. You said I was going to have a, where you were wearing a racer and the only racers that they've been racing back to the store to return it. That was funny. Just that off the top funny. of my head. No, listen, I'm always funny, obviously. But I said to her, uh, Jay had, this was at the DV, uh, VH1 Divas. I was working the red carpet because I used to work uh, at VH1 for many years. And she's walking and, you know, she's very tall. I love fellow tall girls. Like I always feel an immediate yes. connection. I, I always bring this up. Another um, Chanteuse who was shockingly tall. And I, I wonder, I don't want to get off track here. Mariah Carey. 
Mariah Carey, I think is five foot nine. And then in her heels, she was like my height. And I always picture, she has the face of someone short. I just always pictured her being tiny, but she's very tall. And yes, I think it's the angles. You know, she knows the angles. She will, to me, in my mind, I don't know this for Mm -hmm. sure, but she gives me the girl that gets ready to take a picture. You want to, and she will tell you, no, no, darling, move the camera there, 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 just like that. Okay. And Picture. And I do that too because I'm also not a dumb. I'm not a dumb fuck. And you know when I see pictures of myself like on red carpets from Straight Forward, it looks like um, people unearthing a new head on Easter Island. Uh, but then from the side, if you look at me from you know they're like they're like brushing the dirt off my cheeks. I'm like I'm a human. From the side, it's flattering. If I give you angle, look at that. I mean, I'll show you right now. Like, oh, that's oh no, no. You know it. You've been you've been on Instagram. You've been on TikTok. I see. You know I know the angles. angles. I like Jay Hutt's walking down the red carpet. I see her. I'm so excited because Dream Girls for me, I would have to say probably top 10 pop culture moments ever for me. Cry every single time. People stood up in the mm-hmm. theater when I was there and applauded like they after every number. And it's not even I, I wasn't even at the Michael Magic Johnson Theater. I was at like, you know, down the street in Highland Park, <laughs> Dallas, and they were standing clapping. I said, oh, this is like uh, Carnegie Hall, honey. They're giving this woman a, a lovely ovation. Oh, and, and she, and she deserved it. I mean, it. And I saw it for the first time uh, at a screening where the other the families of the crew went to see it at the Ziegfeld Theater. And I went by myself. Oh, you were I was bougie. You're so cute. Can I just say, like, I just adore you so much. Your face. I, like, wish I could give you, like, a little kiss on the cheek. But wait. I went to the Ziegfeld, and I was by myself. Had no idea what to expect. It was, you know, again, because I worked at Viacom. It was a Viacom film, whatever. When it was done, I sat on my chair after Little Magic was crying when she saw her mom on stage with Little Magic. Magic Magic don't have no father. And then he looks down at her. And, I mean, when they are looking, and then and that cute girl, how she's crying. I have chills thinking of Magic. I'm not kidding you. I, I wept. I wept openly as though I was truly like a demon was coming out of me. I was really crying. I just oh. felt something about it in a way it affected me. And I don't know what it was. I love it. And I saw it live in London and it was not as good. So I think the movie has something <gasps> special. I saw it live in London. I saw it at the That's Savoy. That's where I saw it. Did you see it with Amber Riley? No, I did not. It was okay. But I oh. think... She was Amber's when, amazing. When Amber Riley did it, she tore it down. Her and Lisi LaFontaine, who is Don LaFontaine's daughter. You know who Don I LaFontaine I do know the name, was? yeah. The voice of the movie trailers for this <gasps> summer, you will see, blah, blah, blah. Legendary. Before he died, his daughter uh, is Lisi LaFontaine. Unbelievable. I almost think she was in the show. Mm-hmm. For me, it just, I think when you're used to the movie, like it's almost like a kid seeing the Frozen musical or like Lion King on Broadway. If they're just used to the way the movie sounds and it's different, it like rubbed True. me the wrong way. I just couldn't get into it. I can't explain it. I'm an idiot. Jay Head's walking down the carpet. I see her. I go, Jay Head, I have a question for you. Um, would you be willing to make a cameo in my all white version of Dream Girls called Cream Girls? Now, this was. Many years ago. <laughs> this was many, many years ago. I would never say it today. Michelle, no. Michelle, <laughs> Michelle, if I was your cameraman, I would have just, you know what? I'm going to just turn the camera this way and turn it off for a minute. I'm going to pretend she, she was joking. See, we're not even on camera, baby. I'm a, I would try to cover for you. I would be like, you know what? Jennifer, honey, she's just playing. She is so crazy. The camera's not even on, mama. <laughs> Oh, no, no, but also she no. laughed. She was nice. That's what I'm saying. I am the one. <laughs> she like laughed and was like, sure. And then like kept walking. But I will <gasps> say, no, she was nice. I swear. Oh, she, she was nice. Walking. She was nice. 
But I really like when I asked that question today, obviously not. But at the time, you know, I was like, this had to be at least, oh my God, 12, 13 years ago. I was like, I am literally so funny at the time. She was fab. Fantasia, quick story, and then we can move on. But I interviewed Fantasia before I was ever on television. Like I'm talking, I was doing it for the web, VH1. No one knew me. I was just this tall girl, came into the room, made her laugh immediately. She was on the floor with her family. She's just the fucking best. And I, she said to me, um, what sign are you? What sign are you? You know her voice. And I went, I'm a cancer. Yeah. And she went, hey, 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 Michelle, what sign are you? What sign are you? <laughs> and I went, I'm a cancer. And she went, I fucking love you like barked it out and then we were the best oh of friends she was like you're coming to north carolina you're staying with my family and i'm an idiot for not you know i never take people up on shit because i'm not psychotic but like i should have taken fantasia up on that because imagine a weekend you'll come with me once we have the vaccine to go to fantasia's house for the weekend Please. would be a fucking dream come true I would get my whole life. You know, there's a clip of her from, I think she had a reality show for one season on like Lifetime or something or yes. True or We or something. And um, she had an Aunt Bunny. And there's a scene that my friend and I laugh at all the time where she's, you know, she had something, there was stories in the press about her being with a married man or whatever. And so she's telling her family, her mom and aunt are sitting next to each other. And she's telling, she's like, well, the story is I met a man and he's not my boyfriend. He's just a friend. And then Aunt Bunny looks at her and goes, girl, please. <laughs> <laughs> so, oh yes, I would love to sit in that room <laughs> with Mama and Aunt Bunny and Aunt Bunny keeping it real like, girl, Oh, please. my, her mother. The whole family, she is really a treasure. You don't find talent like that where not only is she, like, I think divinely talented, like, from birth, just, you know, given this gift, but also has not an ego and the best personality. You know what I mean? Just there to love, there yes. to perform, to make people feel good. It's, it's divine. I really believe it's like a religious thing almost. Yeah. And you know, she's the kind of person that you can always tell people who have natural, amazing talent and who are respected, especially in black music for their talent, because they get called for the funeral. And if you want somebody to sing at your funeral, if especially the black legends, you look who they call. They call Stevie Wonder. They call John Legend, they call Jennifer Hudson, and they call for Fantasia That's right. Marino. That's right. Can me make a promise to me and, and listeners, please? Can you have just one of them come to my funeral? I, I mean, I hope it's, I hope oh. I outlive, <laughs> you know, Stevie, I guess, because he's an old one already. But like, can you have someone sing? I would love to have, uh, you know, that I'm, obs- I, I know that you grew up in Texas. Um, religion was a major part of, uh, is a major part of your life. I am always so jealous of people who had gospel growing up. I just, oh yeah, I love it. I, I always say that any song that incorporates a choir, a gospel choir, any Madonna song, Gaga, but like uh, black artists, you know, uh, I'm trying to think even, I have like Mariah, Mariah always has a choir behind her. I have her. Kirk Franklin yes. on my, on my Spotify playlist because I just love gospel music. It is it's the most uplifting, joyous sound. Um, were you a singer growing up? Like, did your family, were you in gospel when you were little? Yeah, you know, I in think quiet. that having faith, and I always, you know, as a, as a young black gay person, especially, you know, had my own battles with religion and and faith, but I always came back to it because I feel like it's just something special to be able to believe in, in a higher power than yourself. And no matter how you do that, and, and even if you don't, that's totally fine. But for me, what's helped me push forward in my life is 
and, and stay connected with so many people and with joy and positivity and, and hope has really been that type of faith, you know, and, I, and I'm not like I'm in church every Sunday kind of person, but especially not now, hallelujah, but uh, <laughs> it's just a positive thing in my life. So in growing up, you know, I grew up in the house. My mom was in the military, so she was fighting wars, Desert Storm, Desert oh, wow. Shield, all that. And I grew up in the house with my grandma and my grandpa. And my grandma was like, we're going to church on Sunday, Tuesday night for Bible study, Wednesday night for choir practice. And so I was in the choir from the time that I was tall enough to you know, see over the pew. And I even was the choir director for two years and played the piano <gasps> for a season. And I say that only because our piano player had passed away. There was no one at the church who knew how to play. I knew Lean On Me. So they thought I knew how to play. So I turned Lean On Me into two church songs, and that's all we sang for a whole Wait, what was the other song called? I just knew those chords. <laughs> it was called My God Is My Friend, but it was just Lean On Me played backwards. <laughs> I'm trying to do it in my head. It's impossible. Na, 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 na. God is my friend. My God is my friend. Yeah, that, girl, yes. But you know what? And then I was in the gospel choir even for two years in college. Went on like a little mission trip, wow. all of that because I love music. Mm. And I think that's why I love, even when I listen to music, you know, I love pop music. You know, I love Gaga's and the Britney's and the Ariana's, but I also love like Aretha uh. music. And I love, you know, uh, people like Kelly Price or, or other <gasps> I love gospel Kelly singers. Price. I just love, I'm so jealous of people who can sing, sing. I, I can hold a note. But I'm not a singer, singer. But when I get around singer, singers, I'm sure I annoy them because I chime in, honey. You would think I'd be like, whoa, yes, yeah. You would think I was in it. I was in the studio once when uh, Ariana Grande uh, asked me to record on her phone. I was so like great. It happened so randomly. But I ended up on her album doing the intro on the song uh, NASA <gasps> on the Thank You Next album. Oh my God. And just sitting there in the studio with her you know, you're like, oh my God, you know, I'm friends with Frankie. He's, He's amazing. Great. He also is a great singer, Broadway and amazing. You yep. know, Frankie. So, um, in sitting in that studio with Ariana, she will just sometimes just go into a riff and a run and you're sitting there going, bitch, I am witnessing the landing of the rocket ship on the moon. Like this is a mission. Ah, ah. It's so effortless. And just coming out of this, you know, cute little angel girl and she's just riffing and running you're like all right miss thing but see i can go in on a patty labelle too yeah of course of course have you met miss patty yes oh my gosh this is all for the book one day but i'm gonna give it to you uh <laughs> one night Brandon. i won't give okay. the whole story but i will yes. tell you this uh, i was working in pr for tgi fridays we were sponsoring food for an episode of extreme makeover home edition it was happening in philadelphia you know, Patty lived in Pennsylvania, somewhere around that area. And so she ended up being booked to sing at this home unveiling for the family, the deserving family. I was there to make sure, you know, they got the sandwiches and the beef ups that we had I supplied. can't get over this. So um, I, you know, I'm there I am, black and gay. And her hairstylist was there, black and gay. Two black and gay people see each other, you know, in the night, like two ships. He was like, hey, you want to go grab food? I was like, sure. He said, come pick me up after this. Well, he was staying at the house with Patty. So I go to Patty's house to pick him up. He comes out to the car and says, Patty said, why don't we just eat, get food and eat? here oh, oh and patty said i'm going in <laughs> so i went in and patty was sitting wow. there at the dinner table there was a long table set up for like probably 12 people there was only three of us <laughs> and uh we sat there and patty was singing she just she was eating 
But as we were, she said, you know, she would tell us, just, just, talk, just talk to each other, just talk to each other. And then as we were talking, she, we would hear her start to just sing. And she, there was an intercom and music was playing. And I think it was um, Alicia Keys, uh, You Don't Know My Name. You know that song, you can tell, I can't sing. But you know that You Don't Know My Name song, right there, from Alicia Keys, her first album. Right. And she kept just going, ooh. And Patty was sitting there running. And I just, I was trying to pay attention to the guy because he had invited yeah, me, course. you know, or whatever. But I just couldn't stop thinking and staring at Patty LaBelle is sitting at this dinner table, two seats away from me singing. Amazing. It's really asking a lot of someone on a first date, technically to have it with one of the greatest <laughs> musical icons in American history. I mean, it's, it's just like, Hey, I'm so sorry. Do you mind coming in? We, Abe Lincoln's here. Do you mind? I'm sorry. Just sit at the table. Lincoln's I, I here. Didn't even put out. Yeah. Did you hook up in Patty LaBelle's house? Cause that would be, you won't tell me. Now, that would have been lovely if she would have heard me hitting notes <laughs> later on. But no, no, sadly, no. I had to get that rental car back to Oh, my I God. I, I do want to ask you about working at TGI Fridays. Is that known? I've never heard that about you. Yeah. Um, it, it's known in, you know, in some yeah, in circles, circles, darling. It's known. Yeah. But, um, yeah, I graduated from SMU in mm. Dallas with a degree in PR and communications. And so one of my first jobs was working in the communications department at TGI Fridays Corporate. <gasps> which was in the Dallas area. And it was just a two-person department. So they let me do a lot of stuff. There was a lot of things to do. But I'll tell you, that's actually how I ended up getting into entertainment, moving to LA. They put me in charge of the Halloween costume contest at TJ <gasps> Fridays. And I turned it into a drag pageant. Oh my God. You know, I, I love pageants and I love costumes and dressing up. Now, I wasn't Shangela yet, and but uh, I was doing, I like pull people from all the different departments, like finance and, and, and new store openings and all those different departments. And I made them my backup dancers. And I was Justin Timberlake thriller version. Huh. Okay. So I was Michael Jackson meets Justin Timberlake. We did a thriller uh, sexy back mix. Okay. You can call my friend Daniel Maiden in Dallas. He'll tell you. <laughs> And uh, I remember we rehearsed in the little like office gym. And then after I finished the number, the CEO of Fridays at the time, Richard Sneed, who is no longer with us, or I'll be calling him today. He came to me and he said, look, we love you here. We love you in, you know, in, in PR here. But if you ever wanted to pursue entertainment, you've got it. You should go out to L.A. and you should try now before you know before you look up and maybe it's too late you don't want to do it anymore and i and he said we'll support you they gave me a job out in la they had a sister brand pickup sticks that they let me consult so that i could go on auditions and stuff so i started saving up my money and then six months later i packed up my explorer and i moved from dallas over to la and the next thing you know i gotta tell you that i actually have chills from that story it's basically to me almost unheard of that a corporation on the level of Fridays, I mean, say, you know, Fridays is, by the way, I grew up going to Fridays, so I'm a Fridays family, but that, that (laughs) someone in power would see in you something creative. And instead of, I feel like in most 99% of the cases, they would want to hog that person. Or if anything, this is a really terrible thing, but I just feel like in my own experience, many times they would almost not want to encourage you to pursue it if you were good at your job because they don't want to lose you. So to actually have Mm -hmm. the, you know, the spirit and the sort of um, graciousness and the generosity to say to you, not only to compliment you and obviously you're a major massive talent, but to then let you go pursue your dream is 
unheard of. I actually, this story warms me in a way that I'm going to have to get an Oreo speed wagon tonight because I don't know how <laughs> else to support the company. I feel crazy. Well, listen, if that warms you, I'm going to tell you something that's going to heat you all Oh, I need it. When you come to my house in LA, mm-hmm. when you come visit me okay. sometime, when we are all able to visit again, um, I'm going to show you a framed photo. They had a, you know how you, people have caricatures made? Remember the people sit and they draw caricatures? Yeah, of course. Of, they had a caricature of me made. You'll notice it has like a goatee and a mustache because that's what I was rocking back then. <laughs> and it's it says a big sign says, see you in the movies. And everybody in the entire oh company God. signed it. They had it framed in glass for me. And they all wrote these very inspirational messages. Like, eh, like hundreds oh of my people God. signed this. And they were just like, we just know you're going to make it. We know you're you're going to end up doing something in your in your creative passion. You're going to do it. And I kept that the all these years. It was probably 10, 12 years ago. I need awesome. everyone to tonight or this weekend go support Fridays. I'm not joking. This is free publicity. You're still working in PR for Friday. This is the there is no better PR story for Fridays than them basically giving birth to Shangela. I'm like this needs to become There you go. This needs to become uh they'd be idiots to not market this or work with you in some way and and I mean they could use the help, I'm guessing. I feel like there's a one Fridays in Midtown that I went to once with a friend here in New York and we sat at the bar. This is in the past year, okay, and it was like seven dollars okay. for like a nine course meal and a soda. I, I I don't know how they're staying open. I mean, we were the only people there. It was so cheap. Was it good? Now I'll say it was delicious. If you asked me yesterday, I'd be like, it was all right. Dude, but now I scrumptious, scrumptious. Shanji, we we have to break on part one, and we got to come back with part two. But everyone, I've I have to say, you are. I'm not just saying this to you. Probably one of the funniest people we've had on the podcast. I, it's. It's oh such a God. pleasure. Well, I'm a good time. It's such a pleasure for me to talk to you and just sit here and listen to your amazing stories. Uh, DJ Shangela Pierce, obviously the one and only Shangela. Follow Shangela on Instagram and on Twitter at It's Shangela, one of my favorite Instagram follows. And right now, go subscribe to uh, Shangela's new podcast on Spotify called Hallelujah Happy Hour. The first episode came out this week. We're going to talk all about it the next episode. We're going to talk Drag Race, Star is Born. I mean, you are... I just, I'm so, I wish that I worked at Fridays. I don't know what to say. I feel like I wish I had a fun story about Fridays, but I don't. I have one Friday story. <laughs> well, we'll put some stripes on. We'll Let me get my spendies on. on. Let me get my Ben's my spendies on. We'll talk about it. But we're going to be back on Thursday, part two, guys. See you then. Bye. This has been a Forever Dog production. Midnight Snack with Michelle Collins is executive produced by Brett Boehm, Joe Cilio, and Alex Ramsey. Produced by Tracy Soren. Original theme music by Gabe Lopez. Cover art by Ben Wiseman. To listen to this podcast ad-free, sign up for Forever Dog Plus at foreverdogpodcasts.com slash plus. Check out video clips of our podcasts on YouTube at youtube.com slash team, And make sure to follow us on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook at foreverdogteam to keep up with all the latest Forever Dog news. 
Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. If you're looking for plump lips that last, you need to know about Juvederm Lip Fillers. With Juvederm Volbella XC and Juvederm Ultra XC, your lip look, whether it's subtle or bold, can last up to one full year with optimal treatment and no additional maintenance. Find a licensed specialist and see if it's right for you at Juvederm.com today. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Add fullness to lips in adults over 21 with Juvederm Volbella XC or Juvederm Ultra XC. Do not use if you have severe allergies or a history of severe allergic reactions, or if you you're allergic to lidocaine or the proteins used in Juvederm. Tell your doctor if you have a history of scarring or taking medicines that decrease the body's immune response or that can prolong bleeding. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. As with all fillers, there's a rare risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. For full, important safety information, visit Juvederm.com. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High-quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. And that's the episode. We hope you loved it. Again, if you want to hear the show every single day, go to www.patreon.com slash mishcall. M-I-C-H-C-O-L-L. You can also follow me on Instagram, X, TikTok, all the things. Mishkal, M-I-C-H-C-O-L-L. I'm running myself into the ground for content and I want you to be a part of it. So we'll see you over there. And thanks again for joining us. Bye, guys.